Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Good morning, everyone. I'm joined by Stuart Ritchie, our new CFO, who joined us in uh, January. So it's been pretty busy with uh, everything that's been going on in the last uh, few months uh, running up to our year end. But uh, Stuart's going to talk about himself a little bit more in his section later on. So uh, I think most of you know me. Um, I'm Claire Milverton, CEO. A few things we're going to cover off. I'll start off with an overview and highlights, then Stuart will take over on the financial performance. And then I'll be looking to the future. What's the key focus for FY24? finalising with objectives and outlook. And then I believe we've got some time for some questions at the end. So just in terms of a a quick overview before we get into the numbers, I really believe at OneSpatial we have a unique proposition to the market. We're a software and solutions company and we're really helping our customers make critical decisions from data, but with a real specialism in location data. And it is more complex than standard data, you know, for example, product lines. And we have our market-leading platform for location master data management, which we'll go through in a moment. But this unique proposition is where we are situated in the market with this LMDM, location master data management solution, because we're at the intersection of two key global growing markets. We've got the geospatial information market, the GIS market, really very specialised on location data only, the likes of Esri and Ordnance Survey in that side. And then on the right-hand side in the purple, you've got the master data management market, a more mainstream IT market. Master data management there may do some basic spatial, but really around product and customers. And what we bring to the market is the best of both worlds for our customers. We're data agnostic, system agnostic. We can load location data, non-location data. But because we come from that spatial side, we really have fantastic technology, which is patented and can uh, process huge volumes of complex location data. So in terms of market drivers, there are, are a number of these. And, you know, government is a key driver for us, you know, investment in infrastructure, leveling up, building back better, building back greener. And digital transformation is happening across all of our sectors. They're wanting to do do more with less. They need to have good data, not to just operate today, but do planning for tomorrow. And we can really are getting disruptive solutions now in this area. And we'll talk about that more when we get to our traffic management plan later on. And it should all really roll up to the whole ESG agenda. We have over a 1,000 customers globally, which is really good from a risk perspective and no one customer dominance. And we work in some really resilient markets of government utilities and transportation. We work with some powerful partners and they're really key to our growth strategy. And I'll talk about those more later on. And then in terms of revenues, our real focus is on growing recurring revenues from software licenses, be that term licenses or in the future, more SaaS-based licenses. And in terms of the revenue split by region, we've got regions UK and Ireland, Europe, US and Australia. But the key growth regions for us are UK and US. So now I want to bring some of this to life for you, as I really do believe all the work and the investments that we are doing over the years are going to be providing us with transformational opportunities. 
So the row across the top there is all about the National Underground Asset Register. And a week ago today, I was invited by the government to City Hall to launch the pilot of the National Underground Asset Register. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the government creating this map of all the pipes and cables underground. And that was really exciting for me. And then in the afternoon, uh, we were taken by the government to uh, HS2, to the Euston site, to actually look with the new R map and look at the pipes underground. And interestingly, whilst that was with the government, that is actually a contract that we won this year to help HS2 bring all their spatial data together, not just for, you know, the, the planning uh, on what they're building now, but also get that data in place for the future. And, you know, we are doing both of those platforms. So we won the National Underground Asset Register uh, work last year. We've won HS2 this year. And, you know, we are winning this because of our market-leading software platform uh, for location master data management, which I'll talk about more in a moment. These platforms will be in for the long term. And, you know, there are opportunities for us to replicate this globally. There is a lot of discussion about new R's happening in lots of countries. And really, the UK is the first one to really go for this. So we'll be well positioned for that. But I suppose if there's one thing I want everyone to take away from today is this transformational growth opportunity, because we can take this market leading platform that we have to build our own SaaS based solutions for digital transformation. And I'm going to talk about this more towards the end of the presentation and particularly around our traffic management plan automation solution. So here is our market leading platform. And I tend to think of it in three product areas now. We've got in the purple, the data management part and the product that does the large projects. Then moving up to the top, we have the business application side. So we have some applications that are built on the Esri platform in France. And we have our own business apps that are born out of our core data management, uh, one integrate and one data gateway where there's real repeatability of solutions, which we get in the US in terms of our term license offerings for NG911 and HPMS. But the really exciting thing that we're doing here, now that we have our cloud platform ready, which has been ready since January, is that we can launch these SaaS-based solutions and they are really transformational. Just spending a few more minutes onto the platform, back into the purple area, as you can see, we bring in data from lots of different sources. You can see that in the yellow. We bring it in for our cloud platform, One Data Gateway, that we launched three years ago. The way that we check the data before it goes into these large projects like New R and HS2 is that it goes into our patented rules engine to validate, clean, synchronize, update, and analyze the data. And you can see that gray arrow going in there of rules. Rules is really important. That's how we check the data. Is the data compliant with this rule set? And where you get repeatability of those rules that's where we can make lots and lots of gross margin. And that's why traffic management has been really good for us. And so is NG911. In terms of margins on these data management projects, because they tend to be often more one-off, like National Underground Asset and HS2, with rule sets that are, there is some repeatability, but we really have to write those rules. We're bringing lots of data from different sources. So these larger projects tend to have more services and be um, slightly lower margin, maybe 40 to 50%. But as you go up into the platform, uh, and particularly onto the one spatial business apps where you get repeatability of rules or SaaS-based solutions, you get a much higher margin. 
And just uh, to note there on the right-hand side of the pictures, you talk about NG911 when we get to the US, but we've also now launching our traffic management plan under the banner of One Street Works. Okay, so now going into the results of the year. So this has really been a year of focused investment and delivery. So what have we been investing in? Well, we've really been investing in the one spatial platform, including cloud enablement and traffic management plan automation. And we've been investing in our sales team and processes. And I'm really pleased to announce that we've got three new um, sales directors coming on board from the start, really, of this financial year for UK, US and France. And partner programme is key. And the strategic focus, as I mentioned earlier, has really been on the software license sales. And this has really resulted in key wins and an expanding offering for us. So we've had a good level of high value contracts and we're building a really good, strong, growing pipeline of prospects. We've got the growth in recurring revenue. Uh, US is the largest contributor to annual recurring revenue. And we're moving into profitability and better cash generation. And we have our first SaaS offerings now in trial. So we've really got a strong basis on which to build as we head into FY24. And it's really important to win new contracts. And we are winning, as you can see, across our geographies. We have a land and expand strategy. So you can see a, a number of really good logos there. And we're expanding with our current clients, some really key clients there like California and Google. And you know, there's always lots you can do with data. So there's always this opportunity to expand. Okay, so I'm now going to hand over to Stuart, who's going to take Thank us through you, the numbers in more detail. Thank you. Uh, just a brief introduction about myself. I um, Pear mentioned I joined the company at the beginning of this year. It was sort of at the very back end of last year, actually, but it was uh, sort of this year is really where I sort of got my feet on the ground. Um, I am a chartered accountant by profession. I've been um, operating business uh, for the last 20 years, uh, split between practice and industry. And my most recent company, I was a CFO of a company that's in a comparable field, so IT services management. So I dealt with licensed sales, own IP, service delivery, managed services, that type of stuff. So lots and lots of sort of comparable areas um, in terms of business operations between my old company and One Spatial. So very excited by the opportunity uh, here. So thanks very much indeed. So just to take you directly then into the key financial highlights, I suppose the, the headline figures here are the revenue has increased by 11% year on year. So we've now topped 30 million of revenue uh, in terms of the split between revenue and non-recurring revenue and the total revenue of 30 million for the year, which is an increase of 11%. The most encouraging factor here is the component and the split and distinguishment between the amount of recurring revenue. You can see that's almost at 50% now. Uh, we expect to top 50% going into FY24, but during FY23, we recorded 49%, which gives us a really, really strong base going into FY24. We can see at a gross profit level, we've remained fairly consistent. So that's a really good result. Uh, in view of the backdrop of the macro inflationary increases we're seeing uh, across the board. So 52%. And then adjusted EBITDA has increased by two percentage points from 15% last year to 17. So we recorded 5 million, which was slightly ahead, actually, of the trading update that we gave at the beginning of March. Operating profit, I'm very delighted to report that has increased to 1.3 million this year. That's an increase of over 200% compared to the previous year. So a very strong year, 23 in terms of free cash flow, we had a great performance in FY23, much better than FY22. 
uh, we generated free cash flow for the first time. There you can see cash flow generation of 200,000. And that's mainly driven by a very good conversion of cash towards the end of the year. Last year, you can see we delivered 1.2 of a, of a cap free cash outflow. So, so a very encouraging performance this year. We continue to invest uh, in R&D, as Ben mentioned. There are various products that we're continuing to invest in, more specifically the TMBA products, our cloud solution and our existing product set. It's worth noting also that in, in addition to the free cash flow generation, we secured a banking facility that we, we notified you of um, in the middle of last year, so June 2022. Uh, that expires in June 2025 and it provides some additional headroom that, uh, that, that can be called on if required. Um, at the end of the year and actually up to date, uh, that facility remains undrawn, but it's there for available liquidity if required. It's worth noting that the net cash position, which is the gross cash less, our loan obligations remain the same year on year. So that is in spite of 400,000 deferred consideration uh, paid during 2023 to the former shareholders of a company that we acquired a couple of years back, Geomap Images. So on a sort of constant basis, our cash has actually increased uh, year on year. So if we go to the financial highlights on a regional basis, I suppose, just to pick up on what Claire said, we're seeing some really, really positive news in the UK and positive news in the US in terms of those uh, new logos and the contracts that we've signed. And that's generated some significant increases in revenue across those two locations. Australia continues to operate a, a more third party model as a reseller, but we're looking to transform that business in, in future years to selling uh, proprietary software. Uh, in spite of that, it's still increased actually 11%, so double digit increase in Australia as well. Europe operates a slightly different product mix, so its sales are slightly different. As we notified you during 2022, it's taking slightly longer to transition from the uh, perpetual model to the term license model. But we, we have, as Clay mentioned, taken on a new sales director in France that's really hopefully going to accelerate that process going into 2024 and beyond. The most significant components of our revenue in the current year uh, come from the UK and uh, Europe, as you can see with the US making up a small proportion, but with the building blocks that we've put in place, we would hope that that contributes to a much higher percentage of overall revenue going forward. So as I mentioned, the recurring revenue, if I just draw out the factors or main points here, uh, we can see that recurring revenue has grown from 12.2 to 14.8. So those are the purple numbers on the right-hand side. And recurring revenue contributes to 49% of the overall revenue uh, proportion in FY23, which gives us a really sound footing to go into FY24, particularly in view of, um, of what we're seeing out in the market in terms of inflationary increases. One of the key components of that is the term license revenue, actually, that's grown. And that, a lot of that comes from the US, where we've uh, got some very good contracts this year from uh, some of the larger states. In terms, then, of the annualized revenue... Uh, we're looking at an increase of 2.4 million year on year. So a lot of that comes from the UK, uh, the flagship projects that we have going on in the UK and the US, as I mentioned. The continued upward trajectory there is really in line with our strategic priorities and our growth plans. And actually, we've set ourselves up very well at the beginning of this year to continue to grow that during 2024 and beyond. It's notable that the US uh, annual recurring revenue there is, is up from uh, 1.4 million last year to 2.2. So really, really great performance for the US that year. Um, in addition, around the renewals on our existing products, it gives us uh, a lot of confidence with our existing products um, because the renewal rates has increased from 93 to 94%. So very, you know, very well, well regarded, very well used, um, very well respected product set. So it's very encouraging. 
Okay, so if I were just to summarise, I suppose I've just summarised the FY23 position, but just summarise where we are now. Uh, as Faye mentioned earlier on, we feel like we're at a point of inflection. We are focused on increasing our SaaS offering and our cloud-based offering. That, in turn, is not only going to generate revenue, but it's going to generate good, quality, profitable revenue. So you can see from the slide there, in the middle of the slide, we are where we currently are in terms of a revenue split. But as we go forward into the future, we anticipate that far more of our revenue is going to come from our SaaS product offering. And we think that uh, in the future, the SaaS product could even uh, get as large as our existing core business, but at a much more profitable level uh, because the platform development has, has already been completed. So how are we going to do this? I guess there are a couple of factors to consider. The first is we've already talked about how great our tech is, and we've already talked about you know, how well-respected it is in the industry. We've talked about our great clients, the opportunities that we have in there to, to expand within existing clients and land new clients based on the feedback that we're getting. We've also talked about uh, the global sales team and how we're set up at the beginning of 2024 to really execute on our strategy um, around cloud sales. Uh, and the development of that, uh, those sales going forward. So there is a significant market opportunity for us across our core business and across the new elements of the cloud opportunities that we're seeing. We have developed a great pipeline uh, and we hope to execute that on 24 and into 25. So in the medium term, our plan is to significantly accelerate our annual revenue growth and deliver the operational leverage inherent in our business model. So we've had a fantastic year in 2023. We have the right building blocks and we have the right plan in place, which we are confident we can execute upon in order to deliver additional levels of annual recurring revenue going forward to provide stability to the business and to transform the business uh, into a cloud and SaaS offering platform. Thank you very much. So that's all from me. I'll hand back to Claire. Thanks, Stuart. Okay, so key areas of focus and opportunity for FY24, the US partners and SaaS solutions, and in particular, the One Street Works traffic management plan. So kicking off with the US, before going into the slide, really just standing back, if you just think about the UK compared to the US, in the UK, we have one department of transport. In the US, there's 50, because it's pretty much one per state. So Back to my point I was saying earlier about the rules, you know, you've got that much more repeatability of rules. So we want to be done one NG911 implementation for one of the states. Yeah, we can do much more quickie customer approach. And, and that's the same with all of our opportunities. So it really is a scalable opportunity. And also want to think of the US in two ways. So we've got the enterprise sales and then we've got the SaaS sales. So we're going to start with the enterprise sales first. So we believe we can, we've got an addressable market, try and put some numbers around it, over 50 million in, in the States. And the reason why we get to that figure is we say, well, 1 million annual recurring revenue per state times 50 gets us to 50 million. Back to what our strategy is, it's about a land and expand strategy. So we need to win new states in the year to achieve this. And in the year, we're very pleased that we won three new states. We won New York, Indiana and Arkansas with NG911. So then how do we build that out? Well, we build it out through our expand strategy. And these were some expansion opportunities we had in the year. So with California, we did a deal with Caltrans and Rising was a partner involved in this. And if you think back to our platform, 
we have the validate, the integrate, the sync. So this was using our sync part of our platform where we were syncing transport data that was in one database across other databases in Caltrans. We had another win in Maryland with the Cat Lab. And we've also got on a framework to sell some of our technology, our conflation, where we bring two sets of data together. I call it one plus one equals three across 18 states called the Eastern Transportation Coalition. So this is a sort of the, the growth, the expand phase. And that's working well for us and we're winning doing that. But the exciting thing where you get repeatability of rules, and I'll keep going on about this because this is really key, we can do SaaS-based solutions. So for NG911, we're going to do a SaaS-based solution for all the cities and the counties. So there's 23,000 cities and counties, and there's a puts it, and we're saying like an addressable market for us is around 100 million for that. And how that works is we put our 911 rules into our cloud platform and with the multi-tenancy backend and the, the ability for 20, potentially 23,000 cities and counties to access our platform. And it's quite a simple solution. We call it really validation as a service. So they'll take their data, they'll drag and drop it up to the portal, and in you know a minute or so, they'll get a report back that says, you know, your data is right for 70%, wrong for 30%, go away and fix it, and they can have this iterative process. And it is sort of sold on a different level. So with the enterprise sales, we tell to, tend to sell it around, on average, $150,000 per year per solution. So for NG911, you know, it's about uh, 150. Then we have crash mapping, inflation, so all of that building up to the million. But this is a much lower price point, depending on population of the city and the county. So it could be $8,000, $15,000 or $30,000. But anyway, so we put this into the cloud. We have put the priority onto traffic management because the, the market opportunity is bigger in traffic management just because there isn't a solution. We do have some competition in NG911. You know, it's a, it's a complete disruptor traffic management. But we've started some pilot trials underway. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we've got a new sales director in the US. I'm really pleased about He's really experienced. He's going to be fantastic. He's starting from uh, just really started. And part of his opportunity is to really uh, part of his role is to really build out that team. So we've put in, we've put in our plan for next year. Um, I think we've got 30 already in the US. We're now planning for 40. So we've put this additional investment in, including the sales director, but really wanting to build up the team to capture both on the uh, opportunities at the states, but also to uh, really focus in because it's a really different sales proposition on this NG911. And you know, we've got uh, so we, we've got the bones of that. We're starting, he's starting to build that out um with me. And you know, I think we've got a really good opportunity there. So it's pretty exciting. And just to really remember, in 2017, we only had one client in uh, the US, which was US Census, and now we have 30. So we, you know, we have been scaling, but we need to do that more because the opportunity is big. Okay, so the second thing I said was growth with partners, and it is really key in two respects. So going back to that picture that I mentioned at the beginning, where we sit at the intersection of two key global markets, we need to, on the left-hand side, have links with these GIS and location data partners, Esri, Hexagon, Ordnance Survey. Because with the, the solutions like New R and HS2, you're bringing in data from lots of different sources or lots of different systems. So we still need to have one foot in that camp because we really need to understand it. And that's where a lot of our heritage has come from and why we've got a really good spatial data platform. So that's really good. But in terms of market access, the right-hand side is really important for me. This is where you have like the mainstream master data management companies or mainstream IT companies, like CGI, IBM. And 
things like the National Underground Asset Register, we wouldn't have won that uh, without Atkins because we just can't get on the framework. So these big digital transformation products are often put out frameworks we're not on because you've got to be a Deloitte or an Accenture. So really um, investing in those right-hand side partner relationships is really key. And we've got uh, Warren, who's now been with us for just over a year, actually, who joined us from our IBM is excellent at growing this. But we've got some really good new partners in the year. We've got um, Rising, who we won the Caltrans contract on, uh, CGI. So we're on the, the so CGI won a strategic framework with the home office for 123 million. Uh, I think there's been quite a lot of changes at the home office. So that seems to be getting pushed out to the right. But as I understand it, the work from that will hopefully start in, uh, fairly imminently. So that's really great, you know, getting in with CGI into the home office. And we've also been put onto the Atos Horizons program for SMEs. And I know at the moment we're working quite well with them in the US on some quite a number of prospects, which is really exciting. And just really finishing off there with a quote from Atkins. So we are working really well with these partners. And I think the thing with them is there's no real overlap from what we do and what they do. They do their non-spatial and then they bring us in. So it is really a one plus one equals three relationship there and uh, something that we really do need to continue to grow on. Okay, so here's the moment we've all been waiting for. So, you know, we've got good foundations in our company. We've got good growth. We've got building really good and recovering revenues. But we really do believe now we've got our SaaS platform, we can build a lot of SaaS-based solutions using rules. But the one that we've really been investing in over the last four to five years since I've been CEO, because there was such a transformational opportunity, is One Streetworks with a traffic management plan automation. So just to give you a little bit of background of what this is, if you're a utility company and you need to dig up the road, you have to send in a plan to the local authority that says you're going to put these cones out, these traffic lights, and they have to rubber stamp it and say, yeah, that's fine. You can go and dig up the road. What our solution is doing is creating these traffic management plans in an automated way in two minutes. And we've got a video shortly coming up, so I won't spoil the video, but it'll it'll, uh, hopefully give you a flavour of it. But just before going to the video, I really just wanted to show you how it is. This is a bit of an architecture diagram there, how we're using our platform to build this solution. So in terms of at the bottom, if you remember, we bring in external data. So the data that we're bringing in this solution is data from Ordnance Survey, which is the main data set where all the roads and the properties are. And then we also bring in some data for what three words. Because if you think about a country lane, you can't go to a postcode where to dig up that country lane. So a lot of the utility providers use what three words to go to a specific spot in the country lane. I'm sure most of you have heard of what three words now. But anyway, we bring that data into our platform and then the rules, what we like about this, the rules are from a rule book. There's no changes. You know, once you've got the rules, that is it. So if you use our system, you will get a traffic management plan, which is completely compliant with that rule book. And then we've done some whizzy stuff. We've created a really good UI and then at the top pops our our, uh, One Street Works application called Traffic Management Plan. And I'd now like to go over to a video that our marketing team recently put together, which I think is quite good fun, as well as informative.
just to recap a couple of key points. So it really is the first solution in the market to automate the production of traffic management plans. It ensures compliance with the rules, saves time, money and addresses workforce, resource and skills issues. And it's a 250 million market opportunity and low speed roads. So we envisage that's currently costing at least 500 million to do it manually, not considering all the fines and the other things that are, that are causing costs to these utility companies for not having compliant traffic management plans. So the way that we get to that number is two and a half million for the low speed roads times 100 pounds a plan, basically. So, yeah, this solution has been in development, you know, especially it stopped a little bit while we're doing COVID, but really at, at it for three years. And we've really been through this in terms of uh, rigorous review now. Since we soft launched it back in uh, November at the Highways event, we've had huge interest from all technical users on it. It's absolutely been positive. And we're now at procurement stages with sort of paid trials and initial sales. And we really have got a significant pipeline of opportunities in place. Um, I was at uh, an event yesterday uh, called the Hawk event, and it was taking place in Manchester, but it really gets street works street works community together and particularly local authorities and we managed to get three minutes on the stage just before the break and uh, Andy Fennell who's the direct managing director of the street works said I only need three minutes because we can do a traffic management plan in three minutes and when we did it live we didn't have like a demo already set up it was live uh as uh, in front of them and when they saw this traffic management pop out you know in two minutes which sometimes could take them days uh, they were amazed. So at the break, we had 20 people on our stand in the 20 minute break. So the marketing lady we were busy capturing all of their um, news. So it really is everybody that sees it wants it. And I think that really interesting stat that was on the video, um, we that is real life. So we were doing a, a trial um, and demonstration with one of the traffic management companies, and he was a very competent traffic manager manager and he said on average he would probably manage to do nine plans in one day we sat with him uh, and we did 15 plans in one hour with him so that just shows the power of it so this is really you know the exciting transformational piece for it because it is pure SaaS. it'll be no service revenues quick to access one platform yeah and the gross margin levels on this will be 80 to 90 percent so to finish off then, what are our uh, objectives and what's the outlook? So we've got a few things to do. First of all, really capitalise on TMPA in the UK and a considerable opportunity in the US. We've taken on three sales directors in this new year. We've got lots of investment going into the year, US and in increasing our workforce by about 25%. You know, we've just got to get on with it because uh, uh, the opportunity is there. We're going to continue our investment in our platform and, you know, actually our next SaaS opportunities, but also traffic management plan. There's high speed roads. We then want to take that into Canada because there's similar rules out there to the UK. We want to maintain and expand our partnership strategy in all key geographies. And obviously we want to grow all the financials in a really good positive way. And you think, you know, having Stuart on board is, is transformational for us as well. It's gonna, we're going to do an amazing job together. So we're really excited. So just in terms of outlook, you know, we had a good performance in FY23, you know, some good wins and we've got really good confidence for future growth. Uh, trading a new financial year has become positively and we've got a really significant growing sales pipeline, particularly with the traffic management plan. You know, we are looking at utilities that are doing 90,000 plans. 
um, and we're continuing to grow our annual recurring revenue and backlog of revenue. You know, and that's really good to have that with this uh, challenging macro environment. And you know, we are increasing investment to accelerate the scale up of the same sales team to really uh, capture uh, this substantial opportunity that we have both in the US and with traffic management plan. So I think that's it for me and over to questions. Tremendous. Thank you very much. And we've got a question from Kieran Donnelly from Liberum. Congrats on the results for this year. A um, couple, couple questions from myself. Um, I guess just in terms of your comments around the pipeline of opportunities, I wonder whether you could just give us a bit more detail around the, the opportunities when you break them down by US partners and, and traffic management and just kind of get a sense of, of where the, the bulk of the opportunities lie in terms of the pipeline that you're seeing. Um, secondly, just on traffic management plan again, um, I believe you've been doing some early trials. Could you just give us a sense of how those trials have been going? And I guess in terms of what you anticipate a a regular sales cycle, I know it might be difficult to, to comment on that, but just what your sense is in terms of the sales cycle. Um, and then just the investment that's gone into traffic management plan. Um, you've discussed some other opportunities, High Speed Road, Canada, for instance. Um, the incre- the incremental investment to access those opportunities, kind of, could you give us a sense of, of what that might be? Or is it smaller, given you've obviously done a lot of work on the platform already? Cheers. I think we've got a broad spread of pipeline across our geographies. Think if you think about the business model that we talked about earlier, there's probably more one-off with bigger services in the UK. So if you looked at the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the you know the numerical number, the UK is probably about the same as the US, but the US does have a majority. It has a you know a high number of uh, software sales, um, so it's not you know don't get all those big services in it. So I'd say it's a broad um, spread across pretty much all the geographies, but um, US has more. Uh, software and obviously, you know, US is still smaller, relatively speaking, to the thing. So actually, having an equal pipeline across all three is, you know, that's pretty good from a US perspective. And uh, I would just also say, well, traffic management, yeah, is obviously new pipeline into the mix that we didn't have last year, and it's, yeah, it's a really good solid pipeline and a really interesting pipeline. So you do have, we do have like different and different um types of customers within there so you've got the three different types of customers so you've got the big utility company and i won't name the utility company but they do 90,000 plans a year which at 100 pounds a plan is 9 million now we probably would give them a bit of a bulk discount if they signed up the whole 90,000 so yeah that's good um so we know like some of the end game type pipeline opportunities could be like that we've got um Traffic management companies, again, quite big type opportunities, um, probably not as big as that utility one, but f- fairly similar. There's like about, about four or five really big traffic management companies in the UK, plus a tail of smaller ones. And then we've got the local highways authority, which I talk about yesterday, like a lot of those um uh, local authorities and if I actually looked at our pipeline I've, we've actually got a, a good spread across all of them um so that's really good and and you asked about the trials 
the you know some of the demonstrations of trials have gone really well we talked about the guy with the nine nine plans a day compared to doing 15 with us in an hour we haven't really given everyone like complete carte blanche to have our platform we've, we've been a little bit careful but one of the um you know we are going to ask for paid uh i wouldn't say there were trials they're like paid like little projects so, so some of the uh, utilities want to do like a little paid project first so one of the utilities we're working with they're going to do a project over three three months uh 400 plans which is fifty thousand. Yeah, again, it's all just software license fee. Uh, they're going to do sort of new connections in the uh, county of Surrey and just keep using that, seeing how it's all going. So, so there is a real mixture in our pipeline. There's trials, there's bigger opportunities, there's so there's all different. So actually, from a risk perspective, it is actually quite good. And I, you know, the the ones where they're already doing traffic management, you know, that it's it's going to be in some ways it is quite just. Yeah, we got to change out people and processes and put something in. So even though it's a slam dunk, you would just use our technology and platform. It's cheaper than everything else out there. There's going to have to be a bit of change management in some of these organisations. So we need to be able to work with them on that. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants digital transformation. And what time is better than now where you can redeploy heads to a different part of the business and you can you know, you can get really quick wins, you can get more efficiencies, less um, less people to have to deal with, uh, less fines, you know, all, you know, if you go through all the value, the value proposition, it, it is a it is a bit of a no-brainer, but there is a, a bit of um, process. So I see some of the pipeline in traffic management being longer to close out than, say, others, but I think we've got a good, good spread, actually. So, Fingers crossed we'll have some interesting ones starting to come through soon that we'll be able to share. Yeah, I would just add uh, just a couple of comments to that, Claire, just from the uh, discussions that we've had. So um, what we've what we what we've uh, heard uh, anecdotally, it, you know, and based on the discussions that we've had with the tra- traffic management companies, is that they're currently experiencing bandwidth issues. So hopefully, um, so no, we're confident that our solution will be able to sort of relieve these bandwidth issues, free people up to enable them to be redeployed. Um, we've also um, restructured our sales team somewhat, and we've got um, our utilities uh, team working specifically with utilities companies with whom they already have existing relationships. So we're hopeful that we can leverage the network there to, to sort of you know close some of these opportunities sooner than we would otherwise be able to. Um, so just a couple of yeah, no, that's really, those, good yeah. Points, really good points. Really good points. And then you said about the investment strip TMPA into the platform to extend it further. So to be honest, we've done the bulk of the work now. To extend it to high-speed roads is not that major. There's more volume of plans on the low-speed roads. Uh, so high-speed roads is easier. We think it will be a few months of work. But then into Canada, again, we've got the platform. Going back to the architecture diagram, what we will need to do for Canada, whilst the rules are similar, uh, we do need to do some changes. So there have to be, uh, you know, I'd have thought maybe six months of work there to at least get something going. But, yeah, we've got plenty to get on within the UK. But, yeah. But we will... Yeah, and we will actually still com- we will still do actually more and more because we, we will must get into some of the edge cases now of how of the the traffic management solution in the UK. So the more and more we can build into it, there's when we were at Hawk yesterday, they're talking a lot about collaboration and the fact that you know at the moment they send around PDFs which across all the different stakeholders that do traffic management, the fact that they'll just be able to open a PDF or a top book on site, the same as the, what the local authorities got. The what you know, there's all these sort of add-ons that we haven't even really talked about today that we do actually 
are off of via our platform now and in the very near future we've got some other exciting things we're putting into it and we'll go to harry evans at singers forgive me if this is a little bit of a basic one i I was wondering if if you could help me understand what you're saying and appreciate its early days but you're saying that the it seems like that the value or the arr from your SaaS solution potentially your traffic management could materially exceed what you're currently achieving with let's say one data gateway or one integrate so i was just hoping you could explain and that a little bit in terms of that potentially material how are you providing materially greater value to your customers or are you is it or would it be relevant to a, a greater number of seats in those potential customers so just, just just understand how that could that the average side could increase without shadow of a doubt it could end up being equally the size of our current business within a few years if we get the traction that we think we do and you have to remember it, it is still underpinned by our core technology so We've been able to create this because of our patented rules engine one integrate, which can take you know complex spatial data and apply rules to it. Yeah, you, know, you can't create traffic. The way it creates these traffic management plans is amazing because it's how it's all spatially referenced to the curb and the size of the road and you know, all sorts of things. I couldn't go into it all. So remember that it's still part of that. And but what we want to do as a business, we we know we've got this secret source, and we are still investing in our secret source of one integrate one data gateway. I can't explain to you how important the sort of bringing in the data from all the different the traffic management companies is all coming through the one data gateway, but it's just labeled up traffic management plan with a nice new eye. And all the bit that's going behind the scenes where it brings in ordnance survey data, we're still using one integrate. So we've got to keep the core, you know, and we still want to do. There's so much more we can still do with the core as data explosion and data broking happening on across the UK and the US, which is another thing I'm not even going to talk about today, but a big opportunity for us. But yeah, these SaaS-based solutions, we want to, we've got the building blocks now, we've got the cloud platform, so we can we can spin up SaaS solutions quite quickly. Like NG911 isn't that hard to spin up quite quickly because it's just a rules validator. And we can do rules validator for BIM data, all sorts of data. And we've got that, you know, happening on in our R&D innovation labs. But yeah, so it is really different because you're buying, when you buy a traffic management plan, you don't buy one integrate, you don't buy one data gateway, you're buying, uh, you're going in through the web, you're entering a you know a couple of bits of information about the date that you want to do the plan you know some very very basic high level bits of information you press go um and in two or three minutes through the web you've got your output that's what you've paid your 100 pounds for thank you very much i'm done um so that's the difference and because there's a 250 million market opportunity for that because there's two and a half million plans in low speed roads done every year and it's going to be increasing so at the hawk event yesterday it's going to increase because there's going to be more of a maintenance of pipes repairs of pipes for hydrogen leakage all this stuff so it's going to be more so yeah i hope that answers your question harry just one follow-up if i may slightly differently you referenced um headcount i think you said like to grow by 25 percent. have you got any sort of time horizon on that and, and and to what extent that 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 influences influences margins as you guys look forward sorry just in the US. that was just in the u.s just in the US. yeah uh, okay forgive me so not group 
no, no, we're not growing that much in the US. And we, we shouldn't really, sorry, in the other territories, it's really in terms of investment, investment areas are US and, you know, traffic management. Otherwise, we're trying to keep headcount pretty much stable. And we'll go to Alistair Young at Panama Gordon. Thanks very much for the presentation. Um, I think you said that SaaS gross margins can reach sort of 80, 90% for some of the products. And I guess, have you already got those kind of margins or is that once you've sort of ramped up some scale and can sort of spread some of the fixed costs out? And sort of secondly, is that 80 to 90% representative across the SaaS suite? And then I guess on a related point, where do you think your gross margins might sort of settle on, say, a five-year view, um, given the sort of current mix effects you've got going on? Thanks very much. Uh, so just in response, so 80 to 90% is, is, yeah, absolutely what we're anticipating in terms of margin as we continue to spread the cost of the SaaS-related resource, you know, um, through, the, through the cost of sale. Um, and then your second question was, where do I expect the gross margin for, you know, in five years to settle? I guess it, it certainly depends on, you know, how much, the, how much the business grows. I mean, ultimately, what we're looking to do is grow the business the existing business by about 10%, um, at least 10 to 15% year on year. Um, and then the SaaS business, maybe, um, you know, we grow at a similar level, but obviously a much more significant margin. So if our current uh, margin um, is sort of in the region of 50%, we would expect it to, to grow to up to 70%, because we've still got the, you know, the existing business, we will continue to, you know, deliver professional services, although we won't be seeking to grow that element of the business. So, so I would say it probably move up to the 70, 70 to 80% range. Which is very healthy. Thank, thanks very much. Yeah, and I think, well, the um, the traffic management plan, I mean, we're saying 10 to 15% for the core business, but, yeah. you know, something like traffic management plan, you know, could grow exponentially. Exactly. And that's the end of questions. Claire, do you have any closing remarks? Just to say, really, you know, as a business, I think, you know, we've got really rock solid foundations um, that has and we've got some major upside, which could be you know, really transformational for the business. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.